privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting and rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. My first grader was behind in reading, and this program has made a huge difference. She's now reading above grade level. I use it for my kids nightly reading for school. We love it, and it's super easy and quick to do. My kid, who just turned four years old and has been using the program since January of this year, can now read. Thank you so much, Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just $1. Text the word KID to 323232 right now. It's fast and easy. Text KID to 323232 and teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. Text the word KID to 323232. Text KID to 323232. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Welcome to the Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions and promote evolutionary thinking. We're coming to you through the leader in responsible paranormal and alternative science programming, the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, and can also be found on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring divination and process. Well before tarot or rune casting came on the scene, all shamanic practices contained numerous forms of divination. Tarot was actually originally a card game until the late 18th century when it began used for divination. Shamanism, on the other hand, is between 40 and 50,000 years old. Historically, divination was mostly used for telling the future, but many shamanic applications include the use of divination as a spiritual healing tool. Divination can be used to ascertain what issues are standing between a person and their abundance and happiness. 
It can point out belief systems that cripple us. As we are now starting to understand that we actually create our experience, the latter approach makes a lot more sense. Whether you're using the shamanic journey, tarot, runes, or any number of the more New Age divinational forms, the key is asking the right questions. If we're just trying to see what's going to happen, we're doomed to mixed results at best. While all divinational tools use the principles of synchronicity to access information, the information can only be as good as the question asked. In order to ask effective questions, we need to understand a little bit about how the way life really works. We are not passive victims of destiny. While we are subject to the way life works and the cycles inherent therein, we do have some say in the matter. Think of it like this. The cycles of life are the playing board, synchronicity the dice, but the strategy of the game and what we choose to do with what we are dealt is up to us. Divination can be used to help us make decisions based upon our options. It's our decisions and actions that ultimately dictate our future among many possible outcomes. We're only as powerful as we are clear. That is to say, if we don't believe we have choices, we never see them, much less take advantage of them. Our conditioning and agreed-upon reality of the culture, our damage, and resulting defense mechanisms all play a part in reducing the mobility on the game board of life. The problem in asking what's going to happen is that whether consciously or unconsciously, we do indeed co-create our reality. Our future depends on our thoughts, beliefs, intentions, and actions combined with the overall currents of life. I'll never forget the first shamanic journey in which I asked, what's going to happen to me? The answer, what do you want to happen? I found it very confusing at first until I factored in not only the concurrence of life, but clear intention, personal power, and responsibility. When using divination rather than asking what's going to happen, we can decide what we really want to have happen. That's not as simple as it sounds, as often our belief systems limit our understanding of what's possible or desirable. Next, we decide under what conditions we wish to have our desires met. For instance, a person may want to become a famous artist, but not if they have to die before they're recognized. The question becomes, given I want to live in joy, abundance, ease, longevity, and good health, what's standing between me and being a famous artist in my lifetime? The divinational tool can draw to our attention the issues holding us back. We can choose to tackle our limitations or decide it's more trouble than it's worth. The choice is ours. Ultimately, the buck stops here. Our guest this hour is Cooch N. Daniels, M.A., co-author of Tarot at the Crossroads, the unlikely meeting of Tarot and Psychology. Cooch has a master's degree in psychology from Simona State University. She's also a professional intuitive and has spent her life doing readings as a way to help people unlock their highest potential and clarify the best path to success. Cooch helps people develop their intuitive abilities by learning to listen to their silent voice of inner wisdom. After this commercial break, I'll introduce Cooch, and together we'll discuss the magic of divination and its psychological applications. So don't go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Prior episodes can always be heard on our website, thescienceofmagic.net.
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today, Know the Name, Know the Person, or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Take a step back in time and discover old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere, Florida. Enjoy delicacies such as frog legs, gator tail, catfish, and swamp cabbage, or enjoy the more traditional cuisine such as hand-cut Angus steaks, ribs, and seafood. Join us for breakfast with a southern flair featuring sweet potato pancakes, biscuits and gravy, and much more. Planning a party? Marsh Landing's private dining rooms can accommodate groups from 8 to 80 people. While you visit, enjoy the historic pictures, artifacts, and stories that line the walls. Marsh Landing is truly a unique experience. Marsh Landing Restaurant, 44 North Broadway in historic downtown Felsmere. Or visit marshlandingrestaurant.com. Marsh Landing, Old Florida cuisine at its best. If you're a seeker, don't miss the inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening, Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sander Cochran's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers throughout the Americas. Sandy's initiations across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt, combined with her knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth, influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private readings, sacred international journeys, a meditative CD, and her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate your earthwalk and create a deeper connection to yourself. Find this and more at her website, starwalkervisions.com.
back. This is the Science of Magic, dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. While no replacement for scientifically based and tested psychotherapy techniques, divination can often help view issues from a different perspective. Most divinational tools access the unconscious by engaging the imagination through symbology. Much like an inkblot test, what we perceive can not only be telling, but very helpful in determining the next steps in our process. With us this hour to explore the topic is Kuchin Daniels, M.A., co-author of Tarot at the Crossroads, The Unlikely Meeting of Tarot and Psychology. Kuch is a professional intuitive and has a master's degree in psychology from Simona State University. Her website, cybermystic.com. Kuch, thank you so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Thank you for inviting me. And I just wanted to say, when I was listening to your introduction, I was going, how am I going to follow that? That is so deep and wise and well said. So I just, I think you've already said so much. I don't know how I'm going to, how I'm going to add anything, but it's really nice to be here. And thanks for inviting me. It's lovely to have you. And I'm sure we can come up with some good stuff. So you, you have a master's in psychology. What got you started with Tarot? Actually, I, that's a long story because I was interested in metaphysics when I was a teenager. And when I was really young, I used to do ghost busting. And I hung around with an incredible, strange, incredibly strange group of people who would do things like see ghosts and do readings. And I was so amazed that people could actually read other people. And I always wanted to do it myself. And I moved to California when I was 19 and joined um, an organization. Well, I first started taking classes on um, divination, and and then I joined a group called Narug, who um, mm-hmm. were in divination. They were totally into divination and teaching divination, and I, I just started picking up cards and trying to figure out how am I going to do this. <laughs> it's always a trial and error, though, isn't it? Because we all kind of look at it differently, right? Each person comes to the table with their own set of experiences and expectations, and so we all have a little unique and different perspective. Yeah. So how does Tarot work? What's the science behind it? You're looking for science, and I'm going to replace the word science with what's the magic behind it. <laughs> Because it's universal, it speaks through the language of symbols that are universal and archetypal. We all, before we speak words in our minds, we have symbols that are connected with feelings and emotions or intellectual concepts that become words. When we sleep, we, we, we dream in symbols. In our mind... Our mind understands symbols, and when we're looking at the tarot cards, they're illustrated with symbols. And so if you, your question was, how does tarot work? Through the language of symbols and the communication of symbols, which are really subconscious because they're not really logical. We don't think we're thinking in symbols. We think we're thinking with words. So <laughs> intellectually, we're programmed to not even think about symbols in our daily life, but we're connecting with symbols all the time. And we all universally in our collective conscious and subconscious have this world of symbols. 
So looking at tarot cards, it's a way of connecting with those symbols. So you deal cards, and so you're working with synchronicity, right? All the time. Okay, so so you're working with the synchronicity as to what cards come up. And then are you blending um, your interpretation of the symbols based on what it's saying to you subconsciously to get the answers? Blending? When you... There's different ways to read cards. One is to be more scientific or, or logical about what does that symbol mean or what archetype is that image. And then you can, like... You can intellectually discuss the archetype in relation to the person who's sitting in front of you. And Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. about 99.9% of the time, it's going to have a connection with the person or they'll totally understand what it's all about. And the the conversation just takes off from that point. Um, But there's, there's a connection that's not really logical with the cards or not, it, it doesn't want your intellect to be involved. It wants your intuition to roam free in the world of nonverbal communication or the word, the world without words. So when you're connecting and engaging with your intuition and you're looking at cards, which is another way to read cards, one is like being logical about how do you read these cards logically. But then the other way is to try to get away from your logic and your and and to totally open your 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 soul and your psyche to what does my intuition say about these cards so in, in so doing are you kind of stepping out of logic and opening up to what you might have gotten subliminally all along for my preference i would say absolutely because if i'm logical about reading cards and just doing interpretations of what does this card card mean and what does other authors say about this card and uh, historically what what are the traditional meanings of the card that's a pretty stone cold reading i can read the cards that way and maybe the person will nod their head up and down going oh that's interesting but to really connect with what's going to make the person go <laughs> that usually that usually takes letting go of the intellectual aspects of how do you read a card or the scientific aspect of like okay this has like a, a really strong basis in knowledge and tradition and kind of just unfocusing from logic and letting your I mean I tell people I channel it's not really scientific, I guess, but it's trying to bring in what your intuition is feeling or sensing. I can even hear things sometimes or I'll see messages in my mind that have nothing to do with maybe the, even the picture that's on the card, but it's coming off. It's bouncing off of the images, but I'm getting my own little images in my mind. So I'm using clairvoyance or clairsentience to get a stronger sense of how can this moment really be alive to what's going on in, on the person on a deeper level that is being triggered by the pictures on the card, but the pictures and my intuition, they're working in harmony with one another, but they're 
kind of going in their own little my my intuition's going on its own little how am I going to connect with this person who's sitting in front of me so that I can read their soul pattern or their vibrational field and get to the heart of what's going on that it sounds it will sounds like maybe really sounds like maybe mm-hmm. what you get do you get a kind of like a triangulation going so you have your intuition because you're sitting in this person's field and they have given you the permission to read them through the cards and the cards are kind of like a uh, um a springboard um, yeah 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 how fun is that so oh, how, it's, how, really, how, it's really <laughs> fun but it's also it's important to to when you're practicing working intuitively that you maybe take a psychic uh development class to prepare yourself for working in the world of nonverbal reality. It seems like interpretation would be really important because we each have all those as, as universal symbols. We each kind of have a personal relationship to them. And then if you're working for another person, is that what you learn in those kind of things? Well, making a connection with the person is paramount for the reading to have any, any kind of sense to it and to have any value. And I think, being someone who has studied psychology, all of that was a really good foundation for trying to understand how does the mind work, how are we, how are we wired on an emotional level, or how does our, our body and our mind work together. So there is that connection to be able to understand the person. The more you know about yourself, even if you haven't studied psychology, but understanding our universal qualities that we all share and the more you can understand about how how do people think how does the mind work it it all helps understand other people so i think there's the the first card is the magician and the the axiom for the magician is know thyself so if we start with number card number 1 the magician and the major arcana you really need to know yourself to be able to understand other people. So work on yourself, work on improving yourself, work on your soul path, because then you have more insight that can potentially and hopefully see into another person and what they're going through, because we're universally connected. We're all chains. We're all links on the same chain. We're all, we all have a human nature and a mammal body and we're all, we all, Women give birth, they have periods, they're connected with lunar energy, men are more solar and intellectual and have this machismo and, you know, the, the will to, to conquer. And, and but there's, <laughs> there's similarities that we all share. They're, they're common to all of humanity. And the more we can understand how we are all one, how we all suffer, how we all can cry and how we all have feelings and, and how we all desire love, all of all of our understanding of how we are all linked enables us or a reader to have more empathy and understanding of well, what what part of life is the person sitting in front of me going through yeah you know it seems like you know i studied psychology and it's it's like they say it's dealing with the emotions but really it's thinking about them and it seems like the the tarot approach is much more soulful and connected is that what you're saying coming from different points of view, if you look at it from an intellectual point of view, then it's all about thinking. But if you look at it from an emotional point of view, it's about feeling. If you're looking at it from a spiritual, the spirit point of view, 
it transcends both of those things because mm-hmm. you're trying to, mm-hmm. to yeah. understand the spirit, which is a combination of emotion and intellect and goes beyond words because you're moving up more into the higher realm of transcending our animal nature, transcending our, 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 our human frailty to become spirit to become more connected with the light and the and what creates the life force itself. So symbols, we're about out of time here, but symbols oh, I'm have sorry. <laughs> No, that's no you're doing fine. Symbols have the opportunity to evolve in meaning where just straight words don't do that so much, huh? Well, if you look at cave um, cave drawings from like 30,000 years sorry, ago, Kurt, we have I shouldn't have led you into this thing, one. Huh? We're gonna, yeah, we're going to have to pick okay. up on the other side. Cooch and Sorry. I will return. I'm, I, I'm, to, I'm ooh, so excited fine. to talk about all this, and thank you. Cooch and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so don't go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net, and there's a gang of them. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. Network broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN TV. For more information on the X Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. Gibbs A. Williams, Ph.D., is a practicing psychoanalyst, supervisor, researcher, and author in New York City. Much of his life has been dedicated to understanding nature and the uses of meaningful coincidences or synchronicities. His radical and original non-Jungian, non-mystical, non-magical theory of synchronicities illuminates much of the fog surrounding this challenging and perplexing topic. 
His ideas and manners are fresh, presented in a style that is both entertaining and highly informative. He is also an expert on crisis intervention, specially focused on violence reduction for the police and citizens, mastering anxiety, frustration, and stress without the use of medication, and effectively preventing and treating heroin addiction. Dr. Williams can be contacted at his email address at gwwilliamsny11 at aol.com or visit his website at... Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference, heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. We cover what's hot for in-depth exploration of leading-edge subjects from numerous authorities and viewpoints. Join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. Our guest this hour is Kuchin Daniels, MA, co-author of Tarot at the Crossroads, The Unlikely Meeting of Tarot and Psychology. Kuch, so tell me, how does Tarot and Psychology work together? Well, that is, a, it's kind of the question from hell, to be honest, because, <laughs> they, because psychologists and Tarot people have most, most often been at odds one another, with one another. So if you're looking at the two different disciplines, they're not really always compatible depending on the, the viewpoint. And science often puts down, modern science often puts down astrology and tarot as being divin- divination, which is fortune telling, which doesn't have any validity. However, what I'm what my whole life has been is a path 
not my whole life, but my adult life, I've been working to merge the worlds of psychology and Tarot. And a lot of progress has been made, including that I was allowed to publish this book, Tarot at a Crossroads, which is the unexpected meeting of Tarot and psychology. So if you look at the past, it's not really, the connection is only that Tarot readers are using psychology without thinking that they're using psychology. And psychologists would say there's nothing valid in Tarot, but things are changing. The new world is more receptive. Um, Tarot is going more mainstream, and there is more of a merging. And I think being able to publish this book, it's like bringing bringing it to the attention of the world and saying, look, these two sciences... a divination science and an academic science they can work together and they can actually they're 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 joined at the hip because one needs the other and the other can enhance the other so they they really work together in a really um very compatible and in and uh, in a way that enhances psychology enhances the tarot and tarot can bring more alive aliveness and open new perspectives into clients in a in an actual therapeutic office or setting it's a great tool when Mm -hmm. um i don't know what it's like now in california but it used to be that if you were you know a medical professional you were not allowed you might lose your license for referring to a, a tarot reader or a shaman is it still a case out there that they're really keeping the two separate i'm not 100% 100% sure of that, but they're, they try really hard to keep the, the, the professional world, the scientific world really has been closing the door to the tarot. And I, I don't know about actual medical professions, but I, I've never heard an answer to that question, so I, I'm not an authority to say what they can or can't do. So but, what, what do you feel that tarot has to offer that modern science doesn't? If you go into a therapeutic office and you're working with teenagers, they have a tendency to keep very tight and they don't want to talk to authorities or adults and they don't think anybody understands them. So it's it takes a lot of work to like get inside the mind of a young person. But if you go into that same office and you put tarot cards on the table and say, which of these pictures makes makes you feel that this is you in this moment that you can connect with in this moment they have something to look at that totally distracts them from the person in front of them and tarot cards are beautiful colorful have incredible images on them and if a child can associate with one of those images just like a a a roshark test where okay what is this image Mm -hmm tell you or a sand tr- a person who does uh, sand tray therapy like which which figure looks like you mm-hmm. you can do the same thing with tarot cards and you're gonna you're gonna have an, a, a way into that person that is not not a traditional way of communicating but it it opens up the door to communication right it sounds like they're kind of splitting hairs you can't use tarot but you can use sand or ink blot what you know <laughs> where yeah. do you draw the line yeah really they're yes, both exactly. doing the same thing That's right so silly. yeah and if you if you could find the red book which is young who is one of the most famous psychologists of the last century 
if you can get a hold of his Red Book, which was the collection of his work in his lifetime, it's illustrated with tarot cards that he was drawing. So yeah, he was amazing, he, wasn't he? And he was amazing. And yeah. he, he, he was using mysticism and dreams and mythology and, and tarot cards and the symbols in his work. It, it, it just enhances being able to communicate. If you can look at symbols and try to have a, a mutual connection with a symbol, you have, you have more meaning. You have a place, a good, uh, a good place to start a really profound conversation. And then it leads us back to where we were at the end of the last segment is the symbology has a lot more mobility for evolving concepts, doesn't it? Yes, because we all can we all have connections with symbols and those symbols even though we have different perspectives on what they can mean to us individually, we they're connecting points as well. You have a mother, I have a mother, we have a symbol of a mother within our mind. So if if I'm looking at the third major arcana card, the Empress, she's a mother figure. She's nurturing unconditional love, the woman who pours forth uh, care and nurturing to her children. So we all have that understanding of the ideal mother. We don't always get the ideal mother, but we all have an understanding of mother. And so if that card shows up or that image, we start talking about mother, the potential for unconditional love. All of a sudden we have a connecting point, even if we look, look at our own mother in a different way. Got it. So, so do you do all the readings for your clients or do you teach them to do it for themselves? That's, a question that can change weekly because <laughs> some clients don't want, they just want to be guided and caressed and nurtured and spoon fed and healed. And some clients are like, I want to do this. What are you doing? And then that door opens to, okay, let's, let's see if we, if you want to learn to row, how are you going to go about that? Yeah, it seems like it's got a lot going on. How long does it take the average novice to become proficient at using it? Because there's so many resources that are coming out and, like, learn the throw in 22 days or 78 days to understanding how to use the cards. I mean, there's so many books out with those kind of catchy titles. You can learn to row overnight. So it really depends on the the person's desire and their passion and their willingness to like really jump in versus somebody who wants to like spend 20 years just reading how-to books because they're not really feeling comfortable that they want to do it themselves. Is there a risk of turning over our power to the cards rather than using them as a tool? It depends on how much power you give those cards. Because, I mean, if some people like Christians, those cards are the devil! <laughs> So, of course, they're not going to want to, like, touch them, but they would feel like, you know, if they did, they'd be giving their power over to the dark force. But I think what I'm talking about is I've actually known people that wouldn't go to the bathroom without checking with the cards, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want, as long as we're talking about that, uh, here, I'm pulling a card for you right now. Oh, my God. Okay, I got I have the moon. I just pulled the moon for you. And I, I think I, I personally prefer 
sometimes talking to my cards than talking to my relatives. Sometimes I'm... <laughs> so is that giving my power over to the cards? I don't know. But sometimes cards can be really insightful and help help heal heal the inner angst. And you can look at different possibilities depending on the questions you ask yourself doing your own personal reading that can sometimes be really beneficial in getting a more insight that might be healing and and helpful for your for your concerns. So but for would... you since I pulled the moon what what does the moon mean to you? Let me ask you that. I will let you do the reading of the moon. I just pulled <laughs> the card the moon for you. Well, Luna is the moon. She's Grandmother Nisa. She's um, the old wise one, but she's at night, so she sees in the dark, brings illumination into the darkness. That, that sort of thing would be what I'd read of it. What a beautiful interpretation for your energy, because I just pulled that card for you. Oh, <laughs> how fun so is that? Old, oh, oh, wise one. You've done a very good reading of the moon card without maybe even knowing how to do cards. Do you do cards? Nope, don't know how to do tarot. Mm -mm. Well, see, you just read the moon card. (laughs) I I must have intuited it from you because I didn't know. (laughs) Well, you did. You you didn't know that you did, but but you do. So if you were asking how long would it take you you yourself to learn the cards i'd say wow you already know them we just have to let you know how you know them and you're going to be on you know you're going to be reading cards overnight well that makes sense though because i work in symbology all the time working with the shamanic journey so it would kind of cross reference wouldn't it right and for you probably getting like animal cards or shamanic cards which they have those kind of decks that would mean you'd be on a accelerated path so what about misinterpretation? Is there a, ri- a risk of taking inappropriate action based on misinterpreting the message that the cards have? Well, sometimes people go to the doctors and they get wrong diagnosed and they can have surgeries that they don't need. <laughs> and it's, you know, it depends on on the situation. Of course you can get wrong information and that's one of the I I think finding people who you get really good recommendations from that they're going to be grounded and giving you a a, 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 a a reading that hopefully will benefit your your situation and because some readers give bad predictions there's a death card in the tarot and some people read that as like okay I've had a 16 year old boy crying to me coming to me asking me if he was really going to die because he got a reading at a party, and the death card came up, and the person said he was going to die soon. I'm like, oh, my mm. God, how could that person lay this on a 16-year-old child? Mm. So, yes, you know, people can read the cards in ways that mess with other people. And going to classes about how to read cards can sometimes help people not do stupid things when they're doing readings. And there's there's ethics involved with how do you do good readings, you know, not sharing people's secrets, not stepping on people's dreams, not trying to make yourself out to be like, you know, God in relation to their life. We're going to have Um, to pick up with this on the other side of one of those other breaks. Cooch and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is The Science of Magic, thescienceofmagic.net, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. We're in this together. Your thoughts are very important. If you have any comments or topics of interest to suggest, please email me at info at the science of magic dot net. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. I am Dr. Carl O'Helvey, founder, president of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Wouldn't you love to know the secret to everything? I'm Dr. Kimberly McGeorge, and on The Secret to Everything, we will merge the practical with open investigation into all realms of the mysterious. We will talk to cutting-edge alternative health practitioners, those who inspire and motivate you in business and life, and of course, we will share stories of the paranormal, conspiracy, and cryptozoology. You will transform because of the frequency I carry, the frequencies my guests carry. Life may never be the same after you listen to this program. For the secret to everything is for you, the listener. For those who desire more in every area of their lives and believe that it can still be found. Listen and discover thesecrettoeverything.com. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, 
and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. And speaking of gifted people of service to the world, our guest this hour is Cooch N. Daniels, M.A., co-author of The Tarot at the Crossroads, The Unlikely Meeting of Tarot and Psychology. You know, we were getting into an interesting subject before the end of the last segment, Cooch, and that was ethics. What part do you believe ethics needs to play with Tarot? It, it's, it needs to go hand-in-hand hand with Tarot because a person needs to feel safe in another person's company if they're going to bear their soul. The best Tarot readings are when a person feels comfortable enough to dive into their soul depth and let things shift a little bit and look deeply into what's going on. And if a person isn't, if they don't feel safe, then that, that's not going to happen. So your your best readings come when there is a feeling of safety and only an ethical situation where a person knows that their secrets aren't going to be put on the news and that they can trust that a person isn't going to tell them that they're going to die tomorrow. Um, it's it's just really valuable to have some really good ethics. And psychologists all have ethics, and doctors have ethics, and lawyers have ethics. So. You know, they're just, it's a code of decency. It really is, isn't it? I mean, you know, the, the good news about this stuff is it really works, and the bad news is it really works. And if people don't hold the information sacred, it's a real violation, don't you think? And I love the word sacred, and yes, it, it, it it's worse than that because a person can be really crushed because they're in a vulnerable situation, usually when they're opening their soul, you know. Mm. Mm. So how's using Tarot as psychology different from the normal what's-going-to-happen-to-me approach of divination? Well, that... If we can get psychologists to be more comfortable using Tarot and Tarot can take a more positive... have a more positive frame around it instead of it being something that's fortune-telling then it can go places that divination can't go. For instance, it can go into boardrooms. I, I know people in the California Bay Area that actually have tarot readers come in and you know they're, they're problem-solving, and it's, it brings in another way of looking at a situation that takes people into a different kind of feeling and, a, you know, it's if the person has the right energy, they can take cards into business settings, which if a person has to have psychological grounding and a scientific foundation, otherwise that's not going to work. Yeah, boy, that's the truth, isn't it? And I think that's 
well, that's why this is the science of magic, is when you bring the two together, we're starting to get a much deeper in-depth view of a lot of different things, aren't we? You know, so how often how often does our tarot cards taken to represent other people in our lives? You know, have you? I've, I've seen tarot readings go two ways. One, you're either representing something that's going on internally, or it might be representing someone something that's going on outside of us. Can you speak to that? When people are doing readings, both of those directions, the inner and the outer, the internal, the external, are going to be looked at just like mind, body, emotions, and spirit. Those are keywords that you take with you into tarot readings. Like all of those levels of a being are being affected by their life or, you know, they're engaged dealing with life. And when you go into a reading, you have to respect people on all those different levels. And that can be like emotions internally, emotions externally. Spirit is usually more internal, but our spirit also connects with other people. So all I think the cards can be read internally and externally, and they need to be looked at. In most readings, they're going to be looked at together. What, you know, is, what's is on there... the inside affects the outside. Isn't that the truth? You know, so is there a risk of a person using the cards to validate projection of issues rather than dealing with them internally? That's a that's a question that trips people a lot because sometimes people don't realize they're doing that. And then transference, it's like, what are we transferring? Mm-hmm. In, yeah. our, in our book, there's a whole section on transference. It's like, how are we transferring our reality onto the cards and onto the other person that's in front of us? You know, how can we separate and have understanding that this is this person's reality and how I'm, you know, how am I projecting my thoughts on their reality? It's, it's, it's really kind of, you have to be on your toes, really, to, to not be projecting your reality. And part of learning to be a reader, I think it takes experience to see how, because we're in denial, that we don't, because we, we think we're above that, we're not going to do that, but we do. So we have to really it's through experience that all of a sudden you can catch yourself and go, oh, my God, that's, that's not right. I'm doing that. I, I'm not supposed to do that. So there's like a lot of learning how to not do that. Right. It seems like when we sit in a person's space, we can be picking up what they want to hear. and be very. When, don't you need to be mindful that you're picking up what they need to hear versus what they want to hear? Well, the best readings are when you tell people what they want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm saying that with you know tongue in cheek, but in reality, people really want to. They some you tell people what they don't want to hear; they don't like your reading. So you have you have there's so much to be mindful of, and this is where psychology comes in because it's like learning how to to balance what people want to hear versus what they don't want to hear. How far can you take a person into like you don't want to hit a person over the head with your understanding of what's better for them? psychologically or anything else, it's trying to like, you know, you have to be really mindful of like, how much is too much? How can you respect another person? The person needs to be respected on all levels. And is your understanding of their situation, how can you not be judgmental? That plays a really big key into doing a good reading. Yeah, being able to stay open and not be judgmental or not just try to uh, pigeonhole is probably pretty darned important, isn't it? Yeah, And if somebody comes to you and they've murdered somebody and they're like bearing their soul telling you that like, you know, I did this. It's like, how can you like 
stay in that really centered, grounded place of not of not being judgmental. And then I try to like look at your options of how do how am I going to read that card, <laughs> which has happened to me, and it's pretty pretty traumatic, really. So you know, any anything that you have to keep you inwardly the the inner wiring to to keep it calm and you know connected in a way that you're able to generate positive light in the moment is really of value. So, Coach, do you have a practice whereby you set up space before you do a reading? You mean do I create like a space? Mm-hmm, sacred space. Mm-hmm. I take that with me with me all the time when I do readings. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, like, that's part of my training and what I know I need to do. So I don't necessarily have to think about it. It's just part of how I work. Right. But I do think about it, and I've done it. I, there's an initiation in learning how to create a sacred space so that, you know, you're protected, the person's protected. Um, psychic self-defense, how you're not taking on other people's demons, how you're not taking and ingesting their their headache, and all of a sudden you have their headache or you have their backache. Because you're linking vibrationally, you're in their field, you're feeling what they're feeling. If you're really tuned into the person, there's like merging of energy. So you, you know, you really need to know how to protect your, your circuits, right. so they don't, so they don't get too heated. <laughs> so here's one for you. Do you think we draw the cards we need, or do we get meaning out of whatever cards we draw? That is really a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with I, it works both ways. <laughs> How do you decide if uh, if a person is not stable enough to um, hear what you're saying about Tarot? I mean, sometimes people are kind of winged out, you know. How how do you tell if they're, they're psychologically stable enough to incorporate the process? You know, this question, if you can even take it up to a, another notch, which is how, are, how do you know if a person is stable enough to teach them to use the cards mm-hmm. or to teach them the shamanic path? It, right. It, so for a reading, because the worst reading that I've, when I have been, I've given like thousands and thousands and thousands of readings. I, I mean, I can't even tell you how many readings because it's been my whole life path and I've been in situations. So it's, but the worst reading that really stands out in my mind is that I, I read a person who had just come out of, who was in a mental hospital basically, but I didn't, I didn't picked that up and I didn't realize that because it was Halloween and she was in a costume and I was just like, you know, it's, everything is beautiful. And the, the person and I, I mean, I, there was just a total disconnect and the reality basis, I found out the person had a total breakdown and, but that was, and she was blaming me and I was going, but I, I do, you know, I use the cards to heal and to try to help. I don't, do things that hit people over the head. I'm really trained in not hurting people. I mean, I, I consciously work to not to use my words in a way that I'm not going to be messing with people in a negative way. And this person had a total breakdown, and I I had to confront that. That and then I found out that she she was on medication and she uh-huh. come out of well, a know, house and it's kind of I, like. Time- yeah. Why did time, I give her a reading? Why did I give her a reading? Yeah, time flies and we are out of it. Cooch, thank you so much for bringing all your wisdom to the show. And I want to end on a positive note, which is the next card for you that I'm pulling is the sun, which is a balance for the moon and positive energy. And thank you so much. I love thank being you. here. Thank you. 
It was been, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Our guest this hour has been Kuchin Daniels, M.A., author of Tarot at the Crossroads, The Unlikely Meeting of Tarot and Psychology, CyberMystic.com. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you create your future. <laughs>